Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. It is our honor to have Sean Whalen on the show. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy career and your busy day to talk to two Hilljacks in Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you very much. Lexington is a very special near and dear place for me. I met my uh, wife at the Scarefest convention down there. Yeah. It's a good story. It's a pretty good story. Uh, Go ahead. Well, we, we, I, I met her two years before when I was still with my wife, we had met, um, and very interesting, but she was with this woman who it was in Gettysburg. She was dressed like a soldier and they're like, uh-huh. we're trying, we're playing a game. Like who's a couple here, guys and guys and guys, guys girls and girls, guys and girls, you know, mm-hmm. and I, went, oh, they're, oh, they're a couple. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, they're a couple and, and the, the way they were hanging out together. And then I, uh, went to bed and, and the next, you know, left is whatever, and my marriage was deteriorating. And then when it was kind of over, like a few months later, I was looking through and she was following me. And I go, you know, she was so cute. I just wonder what pressed on her picture and it's a picture of her and her friend in gay pride Pittsburgh. And I go, okay, you know, whatever. So yep. then two years go by and I uh, see them come by my table at Scarefest. And I, and I got, I just felt so weird. And I just go, are you guys still together? And they were like, yeah, we're best friends. Like, yeah, we're still best friends or whatever. And I jump up and I run around the table, get right in their face. And I go, guess what? I'm divorced. And they were both like, I'm sorry. Or and that worked? And, I, and they were like, and I was like, okay. And I ran around the table. And I'm literally like, you're going, dude, what did you just do? And the friend says to her, as she walking away, which I didn't know. She goes, I think he's kind of into you. And she goes, no, he's not. So then meanwhile, if you guys know Scott DJ Trey, yeah, of course. He was, he had known how sad I was in previous cons when my last marriage and everything. And he was like, dude, I'm going to be your wingman. I'm going to have you meet women. I've got a couple women, you know, I'll be like your, your dating service. And I'll introduce you to some women, you know, some dance partners and drinks, and you're not going to be alone. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And the woman he sent me out with, I was just not really vibing at all. And then my uh, wife and her friend came down and I just ran over and I just go, are you guys a couple? She goes, what? I go, are you together? Are you a couple? And she goes, no. And I go, yes. And we just hit it off, started dancing. And we just had the best time in the world. And we literally talked every day. We did two years uh, long distance. She lived in Pittsburgh and I lived in LA and she moved out here in 2016 and we got married in 2021. That is hilarious. Is that the same year you were doing like the break dancing on the floor at the after party? Yes, with the guy with the bald head, the guy with the bald head, and he always wears big cape. Does he still come? I think so. Maybe I don't know. I'm kind of like the furniture. You're you're talking about other people that are like the furniture. I'm like the furniture about three cons in this area because I do the main stage for that and Lexington Comic Con stuff. So they all kind of come together to me. And I and I also work in higher education at a university. So when they're coming down the street and you can see them, and I know you know what I'm talking about. When they see them coming at you and you go, that person knows me from university. Right, or that person, and then that guy is Scarefest, or that one's a Lexcon, a Comic Con one. Right, right, right. You can kind of tell. I I get that all the time. People go, "What do you get asked for the most?" And I go, "I don't anymore." It depends. There's not like one thing. There's, I mean, I would say if anything, a skosh would be Twister. I would say, but most people, it it depends on who you are. If you're now a young person, guy or girl in their twenties. They're like, how I go Disney Channel or Nickelodeon? They're like, 
I did that like five, six years ago when they were all in their tweens. And then, uh, and then um, women from like 25 to 55, always never kissed, Mm. you know, tatted people with black shirts, always people under the stairs, you know, the African-American community, always people under the stairs, you know, like just, I can tell like who knows me from what, you know? Well, what's funny is, is so we pride ourselves on asking questions that not everyone asks. And then I was going through it and you've been interviewed so much. There's so much, you know, and, and, but I told, I was going to tell you something, the same thing I told Romero. I was like, I'm not going to ask you one damn zombie question. And he goes, ha ha ha, whatever. I was like, no, the audience will, but I won't. So I'm not going to ask you one people under the stairs question. I, uh, I appreciate that. I've talked (laughs) about it a lot and I did TikTok. Oh, I'm sorry, Chad. You got one? Oh, no, no, no. I was going to ask something completely off the wall. Go. Oh, go, good, good. So how pissed were you that Renee Zellweger got the Judy Garland part when you clearly won up her? <laughs> um, I feel like the Academy has a thing against um, Dorothy being portrayed as a drunk, bitter old woman. <laughs> I think they don't like that kind of, you know, they want to rewrite their history and all this other stuff. But clearly I was the best choice. And, uh, you know, they even made me an offer, uh, but they said, oh, we're filming it down in Tahiti. And they flew me down and they put me in a hut for like six months. So I couldn't do it. That's what happened. So that's the kind of show you're on, Sean. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like that. I yeah. like that. Uh, and to- that means you know my stuff. If you know Dorothy at 50 years later, that's like, then you're a fan. Then you get I, it. I do want to encourage our listeners to go to YouTube and look up Sean as Dorothy 50 years later or Dar- Dorothy to the, the bump and run. Yep. Yes. That was Danny Roebuck who approached it, me and wrote that with me and said, dude, we have to do this together. That is one of the sweetest men I have ever met in my entire life. Yeah. And I say a lot of that on stage of like, this is the most interesting. And I'm so excited. And I understand. So, but Dan Roebuck is yes. really nice. Yeah, he's extremely. He's my co-star in Crust. I was gonna say, could you, could you, did you please, did you give him shit for the Indiegogo video where you were like, could you, could you have not done it with, could you have done it with a screen, a wind guard at least? Oh, I just laughed because uh, no, but I said to him, I said, I think I should cut out the pause, and he's like, dude, that's the joke. And my wife was like, that's the joke, the big pause. And I go, oh god, I'm so I'm yeah, not the pause, so busy and crazy that I don't even understand. But yes, no, the pause was the pause was the French but, kiss. But I was laughing because you know people will go like, "Oh, Wendy like Twister," and then just let it go. You know I, mean? I didn't even make that. <laughs> I, he didn't mean it, but you know what? I said it to him that morning, and he had that video to me in like three hours. That's amazing. That was a great video, man. So yeah, it funny. is. So funny. So let's so. talk about crust for a minute. I was going to kind of put it off, but we kind of already kind of made our way there. So are you? Let, first of all, give me the plot because talking about a sock. Okay, it's not a sock. It's, it's not, not a sock. A, okay. It is a uh, so a guy. It's a lonely child actor. Uh huh. Ex child actor who wanted to get away from Tinseltown and uh, went to his went and hid out in this little laundromat where he lives and works and he collects all the lost socks from uh, the dryers mm-hmm. and uses them to blow his nose, wipe sweat and, and blood and all his bodily fluids and keeps them in a pile in his room. And he, um, and he uh, one day gets bullied and cries into them and the tears make the pile of socks come to life 
and they start to avenge all of his enemies. Like little, well, Little Shop of Horrors wasn't his enemy. So the idea is kind of like, if I had to break it down, it's like Little Shop of Horrors that there's yeah. a doing, but unlike Little Shop of Horrors, now it moves into Willard because he likes that it's avenging him. Yeah. And then it's like Godfather because it's like the slow decline into madness. Right. So it's fun, but it's fun. And, and it's, it's, uh, I mean, Felissa Rose, who's my producer and, and friend, came up with the greatest. She calls it a creature feature horror comedy. Right. Because they're shooting it in black and white. The puppet is, it's a big, I want to, uh, my picture's not in here, but uh, the uh, email it. Email it to me and we'll put it up over the video. Crazy. Look at this internet. This is how crazy we are on the show. So there he is right there. Yeah. Sometimes life sucks is the tagline of the movie he's showing us. You're just listening. If you can see. Yep. It looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, but that is a practical puppet that is being manned by an actual Muppeteer that works on Disney Channel. Yeah. And so it's it's all practical. I only have two like VFX shots or whatever. So uh it's all hand done and and that she's uh, she it was amazing when she brought it to life. It was so cool. And uh so it, and so he's dealing so Rebecca Kennedy from Two Witches if you're mm-hmm. familiar with her, she um uh, she and I just realized, like, we never get romantic leads ever, and go right the damn thing. We get to play, we get to play romantic leads, and you know, uh, and and that's what's kind of fun about it is you don't get to see me and Rebecca like that. You don't get to see me carry a movie, and you know, as I was on TikTok during the pandemic, that kind of saved my life. I was creating, and I got a lot of followers. I got like over four hundred thousand mm-hmm. followers, and. Um, excuse me, my uh, people were always saying, well, when are you going to do a big part? You're underrated. you got to do more. Now it's like, here it is. Here yeah. it is. This is the one I wrote. I'm directing. I'm starring in it, playing a romantic lead. I mean, the when we were breaking down the scenes the other day, it said like Danny Roebuck, 21 scenes. Sean Whalen, 61 scenes out of like 68. So wow. I'm putting myself out there 100%. But it's fun. It's quirky. I have a dance scene with the sock monster. I mean, it's it's really fun. You'll like it. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm making it for, this is because I got into cult movies on number one, People Under the Stairs is a cult movie. Yeah. Mm. Everybody knows it. You know, I call it, I don't know if you guys, you guys, any, either of you Bowie fans? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when Bowie went to Germany yeah. for three years with Eno and he did Hero, Low and Lodger uh-huh. and he did all those kind of weird ones for a while. I feel like that was Wes Craven's period when he did Shocker, Serpent in the Rainbow, and and uh, People Under the Stairs. Two out and of those was, three are for a live films, right? With with yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But, but they were from. But everybody knows them from Freddy or Scream, right? Mm-hmm. So these are the kind of the underground ones. So what I've learned is the people who love People Under the Stairs love it, and if you don't love it, you haven't really seen it, you know. I don't know anyone who comes and goes, eh, I hate that movie. Not that they would come up to my table to make sure I know that they hate it. But, and then me personally, I saw Sleepaway Camp in a theater. Mm-hmm. The movie was done. And you guys know Sleepaway Camp, I'm sure. Right. Yes, of course. In Sleepaway Camp, we were all in the theater looking around going, um, wait a minute. So wait, so the, 
the the per, you know we all like get up we all walk in the middle of the theater we're, we're all talking together we all walk out together and I go we became a little community going can someone help me figure out what we just saw and then the next week we tried to bring our friends to see it they were all gone yep. I mean it was out of the theater I had to wait two years till VHS you know back in the day it was like a couple years till VHS came out that is so hard to explain to someone in twenty at twenty something today that not everything is accessible oh yes yes and it was like. And then we had parties to show people. And we I've seen it like 30 times. Then I'm literally doing this movie with Felissa Rose. Yes, absolutely. We're best buds. And, you know, she's best buds. But we were laughing the other day. We said, anyone who doesn't, if Felissa says she doesn't love you or says you're her best friend, you don't have a pulse on the planet. Yeah. She loves But I was, uh, but I, that's who I'm making it for. I'm making it for the people who've had an adult gummy or an adult beverage and they come home from being out, they sit down, they grab their, you know, heated up leftover pizza and a beer and they turn on thinking, what's that? And then they turn it on and they love it and they go, dude, next week you guys have to come over and watch this thing. So, you know, I had producers going, well, you might not do the black and white. You might want to change this. And, you know, the fluids thing, there's parts, obviously all fluids. And, and they're like, we're excited. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I would, and they were like, you know, if you want to get on the shelves in Walmart and I go, I don't want to get it on the shelves of Walmart. I'm not making it for the shelves of Walmart. I'm making it for the horror community that I've met who likes my comedy, likes me being fun and silly and likes uh, horror. And I'm making it for those people who will love, because I can see myself at Scarefest with the crust puppet and you get a photo opportunity and sometimes have the puppeteer with me and you can take a video with it and me signing socks and you know I can just see that it would just be such a fun thing and you know I was in Hatchet same thing right the Hatchet series same thing like people who love it love them and that's who I'm making it for that's amazing but now what I'm kind of curious when did the idea strike you it was twofold okay uh, one I was sitting in a pitch meeting probably 12 years ago and someone was like, you know, horror movies are expensive, but they make a lot of money. And uh, let me see, plug in my computer. Hold on. I don't, That's okay. You guys. Take um, time. While he is away, we will tell you he has a kitty cat in his room. Jasper the cat. Jasper. Jasper. Okay. So that's the perfect uh, name for a cat. My grandfather uh, was named Jasper. So what does that say? Your grandfather was a huge cat. <laughs> oh, easy, easy. I know. So, I almost said something else and then realized uh, I didn't know you that well. I know our audience. <laughs> fine. No, I know. You would have gone there. He's close that, friend. Was, that was edited from Mr. Whalen. I got his I got his goddamn hairline, I could tell you that much. <laughs> With life so, so, so I was pitching and they was like, Oh, it's so expensive. And I said, just have like, you know, a guy in a laundromat and he pulls out the socks and then you know, when he cries at them, they turn into a big sock monster. And that was the idea of like a man in a sock suit. Yeah. And I thought of that. So I just said that one time and never thought about it again. But then I went through a depression after my divorce because I was having the holidays come up and I was in the, like the divorced dad apartment. And I thought like my kids have been in the same house for, you know, 12, 13 years. They're going to have the holidays in this little apartment. And I failed them and I felt so bad. And um, when I... Um, when I got out of the depression, I felt kind of like angry and had a lot of like strong feelings. And then people would say, oh, you should have had a pet. And I'm like a pet. Like I couldn't, I didn't know what to do myself, let alone take care of a pet. 
And then I thought it'd be fun to have a pet that like got rid of all my enemies. That would be fun. <laughs> and then I went, oh, that sock monster idea. And the thing that ended the pet that loves you and takes care of your enemies. And I, after, a de- and so the movie starts and my character is in a deep depression and things are just getting worse and worse for him. And then he discovers crust and figures out maybe this isn't such a bad thing after all. So please and, tell and wackiness ensues. And wackiness ensues. Please tell me the ending shot is a is is a door closing where Daniel Roebuck sees you and no <laughs> and you hear the Godfather theme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, see, that's what's so funny is people in the Diane Keaton role. Yeah. But I you know, I've always talked about that with I said, the moment you know it's over is when they just have that shot of him looking at her going, no, I didn't kill the guy. Yeah. And you're going, oh no. You know, like, oh no. It's, and then just the door shutting in her face. It's like, oh, it's so messed up. Because so, I, I think something interesting that you've hit upon is that most people would do what you're talking about. If they had a sock monster to avenge themselves through it, we're, we're pitiful we're we're animals and if we're in the i mean most people are capable of anything at any time given the right circumstances yeah i yeah. think you're right I, I i think that we think better of ourselves and that we wouldn't do that but i've been in depressed and angry situations where if i had an angry sock monster yeah yeah why not and 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 and, and crust eats people like the blob yeah you know the blob just kind of covers you Crust just kind of slides over you and you disappear. And the only thing that's left is a sock from your foot that goes on. It goes, comes out. <laughs> One of the socks becomes part of his body. So <laughs> he's a trophy. Like you get, you, there's no like smeary blood on the floor or anything. Because he's, he's all soaking it all up, right? He's soaking right. it all up with his little, so- and and uh, and it does make you think. Why not? Why wouldn't I? You know, why wouldn't I? They, no one would know where it went. No, it would be completely missing. No evidence. And and I think when you come out of a situation like that, I think the anger maybe came from, you know, I was so powerless. Yes. Now I feel powerful, but maybe too much. So if you had that at your side, is that's what you're saying. You want that power back. You want to feel strong again. But maybe too strong with something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. And most of us don't have it. And no, most of us don't. No one is going to, you know, the first, you know, that's why I love the first Spider-Man, you know, no one's going to give up the the hot, great girlfriend and walk away. You know what I mean? No. And you go, oh, Spider-Man, you know, but that's the truth. Like, I think, I think most of us would go, yeah, I'm down for this. This is great. These people made me feel lousy, you know, and and then you got to figure out the whole movie is about that. Danny Roebuck's character plays a guy that found me and let me buy the laundromat with him. But his wife passed away and now he's uh, on mandated AA because he just drinks all the time. And uh, but he but he goes to AA, but he goes drunk and, Mm -hmm. you know. And goes to bars and you know it's just what do you do when you're in a horrible place like you're saying it's much harder to do the work yes work therapy and you read a book and you do a worksheet and you fill a notebook or a journal and it takes time and you you have to fight through it and maybe get medication and try those out and do they work and 
all that stuff. And the easy thing is go become, do drink a lot or get your sock monster to kill people. Or it's much harder to do the right thing than it is to just kind of go with it. And I think most people, like you said, don't. And, and that's why you get so much, you know, problems in, in certain areas and things where people are just kind of sad and they don't want to do the work because the work is hard and it's it doesn't difficult. feel like it will ever pay off. You're literally jumping off a diving board into an empty pool and praying that that water comes, you know? And that's what you have to do when you're trying to dig out of a mental illness. You have to do the work and think, I have no evidence this is working. Yep. But then slowly it does, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's much easier to go, well, let me, you know, snort, snort Coke off the hooker's butt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so. I mean, we're not, I'm not allowed to talk about it. But yeah, I know I may have a friend who knows what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> wink. Uh, wink. I wouldn't do that because honestly, it would have probably been Taco Tuesday and I would have been screwed. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. We have bad luck. Now, you made an announcement, sir. You have not told us all of your cast. So yeah. don't think that we haven't read up. Give us a little credit that we have read up on you and do know your career. So we would know that a famous actor, not that yeah. they all aren't it was famous. Today. They signed on today. I yeah, know. And I didn't know. I didn't know it was today. I thought it already. I was like, oh, cool. It's cool. You <laughs> want to talk about it? Yeah. So um, long ago, long ago. I asked Alan Rock if he wanted to do uh, Crust. And he said, yeah, sure. I'd... No, I said, would you like to be in my directorial debut? He goes, yeah, man, no problem. But then, you know, he's, uh, we try to get together and then he's like, I have to go. I'm, I, you know, he's, I'm texting him from Europe as he's doing succession and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And he's home and, you know, the, the flu that's going around everybody's household, he's got younger kids. And so it goes around and, you know, and you're thinking, man, I, I don't want to bug him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. but you know, have you been able to read a script no i haven't really read it yet no big deal whatever we're talking about other stuff of course we're old men we're talking about you know intermittent fasting getting rid of our gut and the whole thing <laughs> and we're uh and then i just said hey you know do you still want to do it? he goes yeah sure so then the other day you know people my producers are like you know is he doing it or not we're kind of getting close to the time where we kind of have to lock down cast and stuff and i just said you know i'll just call him and i did and i thought you know what he, he was uh you know i really you know and he just goes Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, announce me when you want to. I'm gonna to talk to my people, and I'll, uh, but I'll tell him absolutely. I don't honestly, I don't think he read the script yet. <laughs> but that's how cool he is. He's like, absolutely, I'll do it for you. But it's a huge get. Or how how are you all friends? How did you meet? Twister. We were in the truck together. Yeah. The whole movie. Me and him were driving the. We were the map guy. But I'm not making an assumption that that's where they met. Yeah. No. 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 But that's how we met. We met in the truck. It's the best, oh, it's the best story. I was I was just coming out of acting class and I was like, what's our backstory? I have a notebook full of notes. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm ready to tackle a character and whatever. And Alan, in the sweetest way possible, I said, what What do I, you know, what? Do, who do you think we are to each other? And he goes, honestly, how about Sean and Alan in a truck? And I go, well, you know, I was like, oh, but I'm, I'm gonna do it. And he just said, he goes, we're here to serve the special effects. So let's just serve the special effects and then don't worry about anything else. And honestly, I still did my backstory and everything I had. Yeah. But it's because we all kind of knew that once we all, because, you know, this was, look, this was a business deal. Uh -huh. ILM had just done the dinosaurs, right? 
they had just done the dinosaurs and they were looking for something challenging to do. Twisters are much harder to do. Right. And Jan de Bon had just done speed. Yeah. And I'm sure this idea was floating around for a while, but they said, well, it's, it's a roller coaster type movie like speed was. Yeah. And, and tornado chasers. We got there and there was half a script, you know, and it was so many different writers and stuff like that. Like all our lines got kind of thrown at us a lot during the day and stuff like that. But because we kind of knew that it was really about these guys wanting to do this fun roller coaster ride with special effects. Since we relaxed and kind of chilled out and Alan really made me relax in that way. Um, Cause I think he would have seen me pushing to be an actor as opposed to just like, eh. and I relaxed into the thing. And then now when I go on TikTok and talk about it, everyone talks about us. They don't talk about the tornadoes. They talk about, they, they could tell we were getting along because we were kind of like, eh, let's just have fun. What, you know, because it's not about us. It's about, yeah. the because we were so relaxed, I think that made us more uh, likable and approachable and, you know, like normal people because that's what we were acting like, normal people. Okay. Now we've talked about Crust for a few minutes. I'll come back to it in a minute, but I do have to ask you about a couple of other movies if you don't mind. And I know Chad wants yeah. to ask about stuff. But our other bonehead, there's a third bonehead, and he would murder me. He's unable to be on here because of the timing. But he would murder me if we just didn't ask about Suicide Kings really quick. Best story, don't care, whichever you'd like. So I don't remember that much, um, but I always used to do that stuff to my friends. Always. That was like a joke I did to my friends. like <laughs> You know, and so when I got the audition for it, I just remember going, Oh, well, this is perfect. I mean, I'm just going to do the thing I always do. And, you know, that's the way you have to do auditions. What You just have to be more fearless and go, I can't figure, there's no way I can figure out what they want. There's yep. no way to figure out what they're looking for. And a guy with the Widowmaker who's obnoxious can literally be any shape, size, height, anything. Mm -hmm. So the chances are slim to none. So I may as well do what I think is fun or funny. So that's what I did. I did the... Uh, I did my thing like, <laughs> and just be like my, my smart aleck thing. And I just remember being on the set and I think I saw Chris walking from the distance, but I never, um, I never really got to talk to him or anything. I was, we went, I went into a casino, you know, I was in my trailer. They called me in, we walked through the camera blocking. I did it, did it like, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 right. times angles, whatever. And they sent me home. Yep. But people who love it love they're like Widowmaker, like they love that. Our friend yeah. James has the original one, you know. So you can see Chad has one sheets. I'm in my basement, which all the walls are, are with original one sheets. He has the one sheet of Suicide Kings. Yeah. Yeah. And before and I just want to point out before James had the one sheet, I had the uh, coming to video cassette poster. This is, Ooh, not, just this saying. is not a pissing contest, Chad. You say it isn't. <laughs> say it isn't. But it's it fun. is. But but sadly, I respect Chad a little more now. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're the one. You're the one. Damn mom threw that one away. So still pissed to this day. There you Ooh, go. That's tough. Yeah. But again, that's again, that's a cult movie. Right? And you're that's... in a shit ton of them, sir. I mean, I know yeah. that. Oh, I my know, God, Joe. I know Danny those. The T-Rex is back on this. Tammy and the T-Rex is huge. Oh, my God. I was thought about asking you about it because I actually hadn't seen that movie till about two years ago. Actually, I saw it in the middle of lockdown. I have, you have children. I have a five-year-old. Yeah. And he was, I don't know where he was. I don't know how he wasn't around because he'd been about two and a half to three. But I never actually bothered to watch it. And I love, I'm a huge fan of Terry Kaiser. <laughs> so, no, but I hadn't seen it. And 
that is a movie. <laughs> well, well, they also what they did was was it Shout Factory, one of those cool mm-hmm. re-release places, mm-hmm. got it, and they wanted to do the gory version, which I've never seen. So the gorier version is out there, but oh my god, I remember uh, what's your name? What's the uh, Denise Richards? Denise Richards, yeah. Oh my god, and Paul Walker was so cool, just such a great guy, so nice. But Denise Richards, I remember just going, she is the sweetest thing in the world. And I went, this town is going to eat her up, <laughs> you know? Because Did you really? She, seriously, because I, I remember me and my ex-wife just going, oh my God, she's so sweet. She has no idea how good looking she is. She has no idea how like attractive she is and how much the camera loves her. Yep. And I, but she was just so sweetly naive and kind and everything. And I thought, oh man, she might have a rough time. And, you know, she did, you know, with Charlie Sheen. Well, she did marry well. <laughs> yeah, marry well, but it, again, none of it was surprising to me, but she was so sweet. She was just the dearest young thing. And you were just kind of like, oh, honey, wrap yourself in bubble wrap. Cause I, <laughs> I don't know how you're going to make it. But she, you know, Paul was just, just great. He was such a cool guy. Chad, I've, 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 I've asked all the questions. Man, you know, I don't. I haven't asked all my questions. I'm trying to get Chad to get in the post one because if if you don't yeah. have one, I've got another one ready. Oh, go. my God. I just don't know where to start. So I'm just going to randomly pull okay. one. Pull one. Because I got it. You got it. Do you have a Waterworld story? Okay, that's the one I was going to. I was going to say yeah. for last because that had to be the biggest batshit nuts crazy production you were ever on. Well, see, the thing is, so I mean, I was reading about it and I got cast and I was a smoker, which were the guys on the mm-hmm. Yeah. The story there, I mean, and my scene got cut out from the movie, but my name was in the credits. So I was still going to get residuals. I was like, wait, I don't get it. So as soon as they released it onto a, they did an ABC movie of it, two part, and they put my scene back in. Uh-huh. And the scene is me and another smoker are standing away, like in the guards and the fish guy whatever he's called kevin cosner jumps up and pulls us down underwater yeah and that was it and and no we had some lines before that going (laughs) you know whatever um but uh i remember getting there with a shot on kona in hawaii my ex-wife got to come with me went there and i remember going for um training for jet training set aside for two hours so I jet skied before and I go, all right, what, you know, is there something interesting? And they're like, okay, this is the way to go. This is the way to stop, go around. And I did it for like five minutes and they came back and they're like, all right. And I go, oh, okay. And they go, well, I mean, you can go or you can, I don't know, mess around and jet ski for a couple of hours. And I go, <laughs> <laughs> hey, and one comment. Know. It's good work if you can find it. Yes. And, and for those <laughs> two hours, like it was the kind of thing that, because you're like, I'm basically, I'm supposed to break it, you know? And so I'm going like, and then I'm going so centrifugal that I throw myself off. I'm like, ah, you know? And then of course going like, ah, that was awesome. You know, just yeah. flying around on a jet ski by a black jet ski covered in oil in the uh, in Hawaii for a couple hours. And it was the best. It was so much fun. And then when we were on the day, I remember Kevin Costner just walked by and all I remember is he was, you know, because he was thin for that movie. He did right. he had to gill all the stuff. And uh, he walked by and I go, wow, he's tall. And I remember going, he's really tall. And I, that was all I remember. 
but like the, the like getting ready on all the extras they had like a factory and you were you'd have to walk down and go like this and they would crap in your teeth and they go do your hair really quick then they would stand there and they'd take black and just go cover you all in black oil and so it was like a like a assembly line and you'd walk out there and but you know it was one long night there and then you know when i got home it was all all over the paper how crazy it was and stuff but you know it was fine i, I had a, it was just a day on the job uh, look i was not a fan when it came out because i was such a huge fan of uh road warrior yeah and to me it just felt like this is road warrior on land and i mean on water yeah um, and and it felt the same in a lot of ways i mean it feel like a exact cut and paste but now since i've gone back later i go okay i see why people enjoy this a little it's bit. not an awful film no, no, no. But you, not, you yeah. say it. it is like Road Warrior. Oh, no, it, it is. Road it is like Road Warrior. No, no. I, it's one of those that I feel probably doesn't get the reputation. It, 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 I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't deserve to have been shit on that much. Well, I think it was the production. And, it's the and production. It's the production because, because they didn't realize being on water and, you know, they were never far out. They never had to be because you can just shoot on this side to make the horizon and then turn the boat and shoot the other side. It's mm. always going to be far, but it's just, you know, water is not, you know, it's going to be rocky. It's going to be a bunch of different things and, and it's very hard to keep the whole thing going, you know, but well, it was, you know, it's fun to have that credit. It's not like. I tell you that's I'm having, I guess this is kind of the Mandela effect because I didn't realize that you weren't in the theatrical version because I know you're seeing. And I physic I thought I remember being in the theater and watching the scene where you get pulled down. I must it must have just been. Yeah, I mean they might have done it to other people or something, but I know that when I remember seeing it, going, "Uh, what?" But then I my name's in the credits. It's something like Bones or Bones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, so if you can't tell me a batshit crazy story about that one, and I know we've got a heart out in a few minutes, and then we'll get back to crust, but I want your most batshit craziest production story. What was, I mean, can you talk about one of them? I mean, um, you, everything from to... Just Shoot Me, which was a show that I loved. No, I mean, that wasn't, I mean, sitcoms are just. I know, you kind of come on day player. Come and on then... at 10 and you rehearse till three and then you do it for the writers and you're home by four. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what was the craziest one you've ever been on? The craziest yeah, show? In terms uh, of a movie. Sitcom, I would say. Or just the... movie, movie, the craziest I mean, production. I mean, Twister, Twister for sure, you know, Twister for sure. It was, it was insane. It was a traveling circus every night. And the reason it was so crazy is because they're trying to save money on the dark sky, right? Yeah. Yeah sky um is is going to be special effects and if you can save money on the special effects then we want to shoot where storms are so we were trying to go to where storms were so they had a weatherman and we had two or three four or five you know locations for the next day and he would find the one that had the worst weather so they wouldn't even really know where they were going until like three in the afternoon and then they'd pack everything up. And this camp looked like a certain, it was, it was a, a huge helicopter because there were no drones. Mm -hmm. on it. There was several tents with food and different things. And then all the trailers and all the, I mean, it was just nuts and huge wind machines and trucks with wind machines and all that kind of stuff. But I would say the craziest part was when uh, we were shooting the, um, well, I'll give you another one after this real quick. But there, I was shooting the the 
um, hail. Mm-hmm. And they real ice chip machine, and they're like, we have it calibrated, so little pieces fly up. So I'm on top of a van hitting a radar thing, and the pieces start coming, and people start going, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is way, way you know, and you see huge pieces going boom, boom. Poor Jamie Gertz had, had, had a newborn baby who was getting pelted in her, you know, full of milk breasts with huge pieces <laughs> of ice. I was up on the thing, and all of a sudden, a huge rock just goes boom, and I just go, and I fell off the van literally fell off and then just dove inside the van was going like this like a ton of blood in my hand and they said cut and it came over and luckily it didn't it wasn't big enough to need then they um you know they put a bandage on it said it was fine they said the take was fine and i thought all right well at least that i mean that'd be kind of cool in the movie right and they just didn't because yana was always like finding stuff he would just shoot, go oh that looks good over there and so they were a perfect shot on me and before i got knocked out they moved away and it didn't even make the cut of the movie i'm like come on i gave blood for this part <laughs> that in the movie please but the other craziest set i must say was batman returns because that whole town square was mm-hmm, a sound yeah. and we shot it in august and it was in the valley which was we were easily 90s to 105 so mm-hmm. you're walking and I'm walking in total winter stuff and you walk through, you know, those freezer plastic things. One, two, three, four, huge Gotham, th- Gotham City. And then your breath would show because he cooled it down to 30 degrees. That's and amazing. In, that set was unbelievable. And I was on there and right next to me, because I was a paper boy, had an amazing paper that said Gotham City, strange penguin creature, in the sewers and had a yeah. picture of Lita. And I was like, man, and tons, tons of background actors. And a background actor goes, hey man, can I have one? I go, oh yeah, the PA comes over to me and says, those get stolen, it's your fault. First of all, that's BS, that's not my job. Yeah, 100%, right. that's not my job, that's their job, that's the prop department job. But so I was all freaked out. And then I was like, oh, I'd want one, but you know, they said, yeah. so I turn around for a second, and then another background actor goes, hey, man, one of those guys took one. And I go, who? And I could see the guy walking away. And he was folding it up and putting it in his thing. And I didn't know what to do. And I was like, oh, I don't want to get him in trouble. But And then the PA comes over. He goes, everything's fine. I go, oh, some guy took one. And he goes, really? And he goes, yeah. And he walked through the crowds and stuff. And he goes, hey, did you have one? And he goes, yeah, yeah, my son likes Batman. And he goes, oh, I'm sure he does. Thanks for giving it back. You're fired. And the guy got killed. I mean, <laughs> 40 bucks a day. This was back in the night. But but I was like, and I felt so bad, but I was like, dude, come on. Like, you don't think I want one? They should have given me one. I was the paper boy. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But it was it, but the set was massive. It was so cool. And I got to sit there and watch Chris Walken over and over again do his Christmas speech. And then they had the huge explosions of the clowns and stuff. Like that was that was crazy. That that's was one crazy. of those I would have loved to have been there because that's one of my in comic book movies, it's one of my top ones. So, Batman and, Returns. I thought oh, Batman yeah. was better than the first Batman. Oh, I agree. It's more of a Tim Burton film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't get to meet Michelle Pfeiffer, and I didn't get to see Danny DeVito. He, Danny DeVito and I talked about it when we were on. I did Always Sunny. Always we right. We were talking about it, and he was like, he told a funny story. He's like, yeah, they say the the Penguin Wranglers are like, listen. They're fine. We got the robot ones. We got the real ones. The real ones are fine. Whatever. 
Um, we're going to let them out. They're all going to swim around. He goes, great, thanks. I got the big suit on. And, we did. and so they let him out and he goes, thank God I had that huge suit on. Those things came over and just were like, holy crap. He goes, I was mobbed by penguins immediately. Like they ran to kill all just like they were like the Willard rats, you know, just running at him. He was like, what? Like literally nothing you said was at all what happened. They are they were all attacking me and wanted to tear me limb from limb. So that was real, quick, real quick, Chad, last question and then we'll finish. So sorry. Right. So I'm good guys. You know, we I, talked I, about I just wanted to be respectful of time. I, I res thank you for thank you. I appreciate it. So I do got to ask though, because I, I was debating between Waterworld, but I have to ask about Cable Guy, Stiller and Carrie. I mean, that was so the interesting thing there was when it was the first time that any actor in Hollywood got a $20 million paycheck. Right. I remember it well. It was news everywhere. And, 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 and Jack Black, who no one knew, got a million dollars. And people were like, who is he? You know what I mean? Like, why him? And um, so what happened was we were hired to be party improvisers. They hired mm -hmm. an improv bunch of people who knew how to do improv. I had met Ben Stiller at one of Drew Barrymore's party before, and we were all in the, the living room or whatever. And I'll never forget it. He walked up. So it was a Monday. He came mm -hmm. up to it Monday. The article broke Friday about the 20 million. People going berserk, so angry. So they all went to Ben and go, you have to cut the budget. You know, I'm not getting this. So he came up and said, guys, I can't really do the coverage I wanted on you. So I'm just asking you, you're basically going to be like glorified extras. And if you don't want to be seen, I totally understand. We'll put you at the back of the room. But if you could help me out, you know, it'd be great to have your energy and, you know, on the couch in front. And he was going down and people were like, not me, not me. And one person said, yes, not me, not me, not me. And I was the last person. And he looks at me like, yeah, can you help me out? And I went, yeah, I'll do it. Because, you know, it wasn't his fault. You know what I mean? And so I sat on the front couch and I made really, really good friends. We had a great week together, all, all of us. And got to sit in the front row for Jim Carrey doing, you know, uh, want somebody to love. I mean, so yes, people, I mean, basically it is true. My part got cut out yeah. before it was filmed, but, you know, it bums me out because I would have loved to improvise with, for Ben Stiller, but yeah. you know, we got, it got cut out. So that was, but it was very cool. He was very, you know, he was as nice as he could be, but that was a, that's a lot he had to do in that singing. And they shot that like, you know, for one thing and he'd come out and do the little introduction and do it. So, you know, he's very focused, but he went from zero to 100 in two seconds. And he was like, you know, a foot away from me. And I was like, okay, I just got a master class in commitment, you know? In really? Yeah. Uh, now this is squishing my older cat. Who's rude and old and she no, thinks- No, that's okay. Hey, squishy. If she doesn't do her rounds and see that every door is open and every dish is filled the exact rate, she's <laughs> and just now she's mad because she couldn't jump as fast as she'd like to. So I have to pick her up. Yeah, we have two older cats and one of them, he's he's our large one and he's getting to where the stairs are a little bit of a problem, I understand. But, but when do they turn into a-holes? 
Like she's uh, just from the moment he we brought uh, both of them home. But that's well, no, she was always. But she's turning. She's more cuddly than ever, but also much more demanding and obnoxious. Yes. So I literally have. But now, but now, like she jump on the table, try to eat food, and you'd be like, "Hey, you know, jump down, get away." Now she literally looks at it and goes, "Yeah, I'm eating your pizza." She doesn't. She's like, "I'm old. What are you gonna do? Kill me?" I'm, I'm but that's be- what old people do. Humans. They don't right? care anymore. You know, I feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, you I know. know. There's something probably little past forty where you're just you're give a damn. Just doesn't yeah. work the same. Yeah. You don't care, and you just yeah. Kind of- people are like, oh well, you know, I want to work with this person on the movie. They're a great actor. Awesome. Are they easy to work with? No, they're kind of a jerk. I go, no, no thanks. No, in- you know, no interest. It's it's too hard. You know. Is there one that you turned down? I know this is a, a hack question, but you it leads me to, is there one that you've turned down that you regret? No. Like, people at my level, we don't really, you try to take every gig unless it's really, like, there's heartbreaks. I had a great, I wanted to be the part in uh, Galaxy Quest, the guy that, the, the guy who died, I was very close to being the guy that dies and, you know, and mm-hmm. says, Stars hammer and you know yeah beautiful scene with alan rickman like i oh i wanted that part so bad and it was between me and another guy and the other guy got it and that was like uh, that was a nightmare because i wanted that but i've never turned down one that i because we don't really get that option right i know you want the job it's not like people are coming with like there's independent movies that'll say i get offered i get offers for independent movies but not for like studio stuff Mm-hmm. But the independent movies it will mainly be because they're you know they're not really funded they don't have any you know they don't have anything yet you know and you go all right well you can put my name on it as a possible but then they put it on imdb and it never gets made and you're like uh you know that kind of stuff but usually now i don't feel confident where i'll get a part in an indie movie like i just harley wallen is does he's doing a, he did a movie called ash and bone which he's doing mm-hmm. very well Tubi and I did this movie Beneath Us All with Jan Birch and but both times I or, or those last time he had me as a lawyer and the way it was written I just said look this is not I just don't I don't agree with the way this is written he was kind of like Simon Legree like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and I thought they don't act like that they win because they're calm and and you know Johnny Cochran was not like hey I'll get you guys right he was smart and and you know knew how to manipulate the right things and say the right things to get emotion and you know so i said uh, either i can help give you my ideas and rewrite this or i'm not the guy and they said i'd rather have you rewrite it because they know that i'm not doing it to i want to look better but i'm trying to make the movie better yeah i'm trying to make the part better and the movie better to make everything better you know what i mean yeah i understand completely i really do but I, but I, that's the only thing I'll say, you know, somebody wrote me a part last summer and said, Hey, it's like a little skinny sidekick of a guy who was like 30 going, he, okay, boss. And I go, well, I did that part great in 95, but I'm like 58 years old. <laughs> like that's not, that doesn't make any sense to me, but I do have an idea and we talked it out and he said, Oh, I love your idea. Let's do that. You know what I mean? So there are times that I would say no unless you rewrite it to make sense. But if they know I'm tr- if they know I'm coming from a place of rewriting it to make it better, they're usually pretty amenable. Yeah. Okay. So oh man. one just so, yes or no answer. Okay. Rob Zombie. He's an asshole, right? I'm joking. I love Rob Zombie. <laughs> like he's he reminds me of Wes. Wes Craven and him are the same, except Wes. Really? 
Wes did not dress like Rob Zombie. Oh, right? no, I know that. But I mean, but the West, but they were so mellow, nice. Me and in, in Three from Hell, he, me, and Sherry rewrote a, the, the grape soda scene uh-huh. on the spot. Because he said, you know what? The way you're doing it is better. And my second scene doesn't work. We got to come up with something. So we sat down and we all three rewrote that whole grape soda scene. wasn't even there. And we wrote it, rewrote it. And he knows tons about movies. He's so chill. They're just like, they're like a nerdy homespun couple. They yeah. just happen to, you know, look the way he happens to look like. <laughs> he's you know, a rock star. He's, he's a, a rock star. star. Right, right. He's a zombie rock star. But he's so, but he reminded me a lot of Wes in terms of he wanted good acting. He wanted you to be present and truthful and not make the, and don't play the weirdness of the situation. Just yep. be like a normal person and very mellow and very hands-off and trustworthy. And that's exactly what Wes was like, you know? Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Like, nice guys that you look at and you go, man, they're, how do they come up with this stuff? It's insane. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to crust. How can right. people still help? How can people well, still so, get involved? Yeah. So when we put these goals on guys, we do not put them on, because that's our real goal. You do it for an algorithm thing to meet your goals. So you're on the front pages and being talked about and everything. So we're, our goal is really probably around 100K and we're like at 60. So there's still more to help. So you can go to Indiegogo.com and just put in Crust and we will come up. Or you can go at Crust Movie on Instagram, either of my Sean Whalen, mm-hmm. uh, Sean Whalen actor on Instagram or at Sean Whalen actor on Facebook uh, has the Indiegogo. Uh, link in there so you can always help and like i said get a special thanks 25 bucks your name and uh you'll see me do a drag show if we hit a thousand so so a 20, lot of- 25 bucks will get you a special thanks in the credit it's 25 dollars. that's it and you can be in the credit of crust and then when he comes to Scarefest, and we all are sitting at the historic kentucky theater Watching Crust, yes. you can look up at the screen and go, hey, I know that son of a bitch. That son of a bitch is me. And it's That's a right. special thanks to that son of a bitch. Thanks, credit. Yeah, please uh, help us out. We Look, I'm trying to bring you guys fun, original content that you hopefully will cherish for a long time. And if you do, wouldn't it be cool to have your name on it? I totally agree. So go to Indiegogo Crust. Also, it's real easy. Okay. You can Indiegogo. just go. Hold on. Indiegogo.com. Okay. And then you get there, search crust. Actually, I found it today just by searching Sean Whalen Google crust. I mean, just on Google. Oh, wow. it's, yeah, it's really awesome. easy. It wasn't bad at all. It went right there. So Thank go you. on, give a little money, get your name in the credits, and let's see something that's original, goofy, and a little bit weird. Yes, we all like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Wayland. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for giving us an extra few minutes. We're going to push stop and then I will log off. Thank you. Thank you. Grrrr. <sniffs>